G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Rise and Shine, Rise and shine. with Robbo and Becky on Vision. We are excited because we are joined on the phone by Andrew Palau. Good morning. Hi, Vicky. Hi, Robbo. Great to have you with us. It's uh, such a privilege to uh, have you join us. I, only just uh, a couple of weeks ago, I heard on our Vision National News, there was a, a story about you, uh, one of the you know, crusades that you were a part of, and I thought, oh, wow, we're going to be talking with him soon. So, so exciting. Uh, yeah, so good to meet you. And, uh, of course, there's a new movie out which um, – is about your dad. It's just called Palau, and uh, it's uh, about the life of your father, Lewis. And uh, I have had a chance to see it recently, and I loved it. It was really insightful. I didn't really know. I mean, I sort of I knew the name, knew that he was the Billy Graham of Latin America, all this sort Love of thing, it. but didn't know the story. And it was yeah. an amazing, just an inspiring story. Yeah, it is. I, I You know, when it's your own father... It seems a little weird. Like <laughs> this group had a great vision to, uh, they want to tell stories of missionaries and faithful people that have, you know, where have they come from? How did God speak to them? How did he use them? And at first we thought this might be a little weird, but then we realized their interest was not to, you know, aggrandize anyone, but to really say, and the movie's focus, you notice, is from uh, his childhood, like his parents, his childhood. Mm and the calling right up to where he began to do his ministry. That made us feel a lot better that it wasn't going to be trying to make a big deal of Ruiz Plow, but to say, what are the principles that all of us can engage in, in being used of God, no matter what our gifts, what our calling. So I think that it's almost like an underdog story that we love because it's real. Mm. Um, and dad, and dad grew up, uh, his father died when he was 10. The impact of his father's life serving the Lord really impacted my dad. How he died, clapping his hands and singing a song about heaven, really impacted my dad and his vision to say, wow, I want everybody ready for this. Mm. And so much of that comes out in the movie. And I, I pray that maybe the movie, when I thought about what would we want from this movie, is that, that out of Australia uh, would come a new, uh, um, well, let's just say, how about even just one, one boy or girl that might just yes. see it and be inspired and think about their calling. Even young people are called by God. Look at Samuel, you know. Mm. Some young people, even children, might have felt a call and wondered, "What? A, I don't know what that means. I, that can't be for me. Look at the pressure of the world on me. But this movie might impact them to say, I'm going to trust God. I'm going to take the Word of God seriously. I'm going to obey Him and trust that He will make these things come to pass. Because that's basically all Dad did. He, that's the great story. Not an extraordinary man, but an ordinary man that we can mm. all really relate to. I know I do, because I would never stand and preach in these big campaigns if I didn't really have that understanding of like, wow, this is all the Lord, 100%. Otherwise, yeah. how would you ever even think to do it? That's awesome. You, you mentioned the underdog. Um, I mean, obviously, Aussies and Kiwis, for that matter, love uh, the underdog. And um, you know, I, I know that that's something that we can often you know, sort of uh, rally to. So you know, I guess, yeah, yeah, if we're feeling that even within our own lives, we're thinking, oh, well, I'm just a nobody. But mm -hmm. what you're saying is that you know, right. God can take a nobody and do some amazing things. 
Yeah, that's his specialty, right? He tried to clarify for us. He said, I love to take that which is nothing and do something with it. Why? To show myself strong, yeah, is what he said. And it right. makes sense, right? It's when you when you look at the the Peter and and the guys were out preaching and the spiritual leaders, the religious leaders were looking at him saying, These are nobodies. Yeah. They're uneducated that's men. That's right. But yeah. They got power because they have been with Jesus. And that's the key. Yeah, the word and you know, in fellowship with the Lord, in the Word, with the Church, you know, um, and the unity among us, it just gives us a life worth living. Yeah, so true. I know that your dad came down under um, during his lifetime. Did you ever travel with him, and have you been to Australia before? Yes, I have, and I love it. You know, uh, when I got saved at the age of 27, so I, I really rebelled against the Lord from the earliest of days, and I'm sad to say I spent 27 years, the first years of my life, away from the Lord. I got saved at a Luis Palau crusade in Kingston, Jamaica, <laughs> so the joke's on me, you know? <laughs> I'm like a poster child for uh, how it works, but uh, I was pretty convinced at that time. It was so radical for me. The rescue operation undertaken by the Spirit of God, His grace towards me, was so wonderful that I just poured myself into serving the team, you know, dad and the ministry. I I was thrilled that I had the opportunity and I just began to do that. Um, Traveled all around the world with him and got to see how things work and see transitions in the ministry and how dad's flexibility and his authenticity. It was really a a wonderful view for a young man and it just happened to be my dad. And uh, so I I count it all as a great, great privilege to have served with dad and, and lived in his shadow. You know, and I guess in more recent years, obviously you've sort of stepped out of that shadow. You're really leading mm-hmm. you know, some of these campaigns yourself now. So, I mean, obviously, as you say, that's a wonderful yeah. training ground to be able to grow up uh, and just learn uh, what he's done, and I guess mm-hmm. you know uh, even uh, grow from some of the um, you know the steps of faith that he's oh, taken. Yeah. You've been able to sort of grow from that as well. Oh yeah, to see the battles that they fought. Oh, over the years, anytime you're preaching the gospel, winning souls, tr- you know, furthering unity uh, in the body and, um, uh, you know, trying to give a vision to the young people, that's when the enemy gets super agitated and the flesh riles up and all kinds of things happen. See the battles and see the answer of how to fight the battles, you know, in humility and in t- trusting the Lord. The Lord fights our battles for us. And, you know, to see it, it was uh, a beautiful opportunity to, um, to uh dad didn't have that you know when his in the movie you see you know his dad died when he was 10 mm. and he mm. had this vision and he had to just launch out and people were faithful and kind to him along the way mr graham was very in, involved in his life to help and encourage him and many others mm. but uh but like that's nothing compared to what i had i mean anytime i had a problem i just picked up the phone and called dad yeah. and was right there for that's me. so good it was, and it was beautiful you know but i think of his life and say wow what a what a what a guy! What a mm. way he persevered. I'm, a, I'm like a baby. Mm. Yeah, that's great. I do love that, and I do love that. You know, you're wanting this to, you know, as you said, maybe impact one person uh, who watches it to sort of step out into their calling. And our big prayer here at the moment, um, in in Australia and and for this Christian radio station is for revival mm. in the hearts of every Australian. Amen. So what would your challenge or yeah. even advice be to someone who's listening right now? What's like one thing that you would encourage them to do today yeah. to maybe start 
you know, revival yeah. in a nation. Yeah, amen. Well, I would say just be encouraged. Uh, pray. Never give up. I think in my own life, you know, my parents, they, they, um, they wanted to see revival begin in my life. And so they looked at the Word of God and they saw, you know, the great power in prayer. So critical for revival in our hearts individually. Uh, you know, when you want to see the gospel bring life into a, a, a lifeless place. You go to the Lord in prayer, and it begins there. I, I believe that prayer is just foundational to, a, to everything we do. And in our festivals, we make it the foundation. So I would say, you know, um, prayer and uh, being in the Word daily, you know, what we're encouraging people about is to enter into a relationship with the living God, right? Mm-hmm. So we got to live in that relationship. It's not a religious chasing around. It's a, it's a daily encounter with the with the lord the holy spirit of god is real and active living and active like the word and the spirit so to be with the lord in the word on a daily basis is so critical to to uh living the abundant life to uh to serving the lord and to seeing revival come it's just to live it out uh, i think that's just the greatest place to start so we p- tell people you got to know jesus and it's like well yeah. what's it mean to you yeah you, you just have to have that foundational real genuine relationship with him and it really begins at the simplest level to me yeah that's a really good so point because i think that's you know that daily it's just like a i guess in some respects just doing the basics like you know following christ and you know pursuing uh, an intimate relationship with him, and everything else grows out of that, doesn't it? Absolutely, yeah. And to get your roots deep into a local church and serve there is so critical. And, you know, to, to the, we see now getting into other aspects. You, I get excited when I look at the Word of God and I see what he says to us about unity, the impact of John 17, you know, that we would be one so that the world would know. And we say, we just want the world to know Jesus. And it's like, well, we've got a clue right here. Mm-hmm. He said, yes. we want that to be one. So any efforts made, it's not that simple. That's where it gets a little more complicated. It's simple, but we, but we, we don't do it as much as we should to pray and be in the Word daily and have that self, uh, you know, disciplined time of the Word. But then, like, how do I, how do I, dwell together in unity with people. Well, I think it starts with simple things like speaking well of one another, you know, mm. like don't say something about someone else that you wouldn't say if they were right there in your midst. Uh, because, you know, the world does look and for right or for wrong, they, they think of us as hypocrites often, which is totally unfair in so many ways, but it's also kind of true in other ways. You know, like I look at my own life, you know, I'm like, oh, Lord, help me. You know, we don't want to live authentic lives, authentic, uh, kind. And, and um, you know, why would we call someone to join something that is, con- you know, where there's conflict amongst ourselves mm. instead of joy amongst ourselves, you know? And uh, some of those things are inevitable. I don't want to oversimplify it, but I think these are the great things that the world is looking for to say, like, why would I join your club? If I mean, who knows how they're looking at it? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. why would I be interested in hearing about what you're interested in if all I hear from you is negativity and sour grapes and the world, you know, the world is on top of you. It's like, oh my gosh, I, I just need to, I want to find someone who's, uh, seeing joy in the midst of their struggle and mm. challenge, and who is kind-hearted, uh, that really loves and serves sacrificially, and that's in honoring our Savior, who 
who set the tone and, and the example, right? He did not come to be served, but rather to serve and to go all the way to give his life. So that kind of sacrificial lifestyle, um, that's going to make a big difference. And every single one of us makes a difference, not just big people up front. You know, we, mm. those who get in that position, they have their role to play, but uh, really it's all of us living our lives day to day. That makes the greatest impact. Mm. Yeah. it's a really good point. I guess, yeah, all those, I mean, the, the Bible talks about the church being like living stones so it's all the living stones, right. you know, working, doing yeah. what they can do individually, but then obviously corporately as well. So it all flows together then, doesn't it? Yeah, that's a perfect illustration. I love it too. Now, you mentioned Billy Graham, that he had a big part to play with your father. Did you ever get to meet Billy yourself? Oh, man, I wish I wasn't such a rebellious kid. I would have had more <laughs> opportunities. I did meet him. I did meet him. I've got this beautiful New Testament that he signed for me oh, wow. when we were at some campaign, and I treasure it. My brothers, who are a little older, were with him in Amsterdam, and they have a little picture of themselves as little boys with Mr. Graham. Uh, but because I was so far from the Lord, I, I kind of missed some opportunities like that. But I mm. did meet him, and, and then after coming to the Lord— um, you know, to, to understand the relationship better and see the impact and the example they set, uh, it, it really impacted my life. I went to, like, I think it was Mr. Graham's final New York, one of his final campaigns, but it was uh-huh. definitely the final New York City one, and I was just blown away. It was mm. changed my life. It was so encouraging. That is so good. You've, you've mentioned a couple of times about, you know, those early years when you were away from the Lord. How did that impact your mum and dad. I mean, obviously, you know, here's Louis Palau, the great evangelist out mm. there doing, you know, massive yeah. uh, campaigns and speaking to tens of thousands of people. And yet his son is, you know, I guess being the prodigal at that time. How did that yeah. impact them? I and how did they, I guess, you know, um, interact with you in, the, in that time, I right. guess, while they were waiting and believing that you were going to come back? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I think it impacted them deeply. You know, you think of your children. I have three children, 24, 23, and 13. And, you know, your greatest desire is that they would know the Lord and Mm. love Him and cling to Him and walk with Him all of their days. You know, like, oh, Lord, that's all I want, you know. So for me to be wandering in in such a horrible uh, circumstances, it it broke their hearts. And it, it really was a testing time for them to say, you know, what do we do? And I think they just looked at it and they said, well, we know what to do. The Word of God said there's power in prayer. So they yeah. went to prayer on my behalf, you know, and everything we would say, our whole strategy for a festival to say to people like, hey, pray for your friends, mm. walk with God and have a life of authenticity that will testify that it's good, you know, so you pray, you live the life share the gospel. And those are the simple things that they did um, along the way. They just prayed for me. They had lots of people praying for me. Um, and uh, they, they uh, I think it challenged the dad to say, man, I've got to live this life mm. um, as an example to this boy that if I say, you know, this is what the Bible says, I got to live it out. Yeah. Did. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, even if I wasn't rebelling, I'm sure you feel, you, you know, we all feel that challenge with mm-hmm. our children. We want them to see authenticity. Um, and, and then they share the good news. You know, whenever dad was prompted one-on-one, 
he would take me for walks. He wrote me these letters. I got these great letters that are amazing to see. But in the end, it's the same old thing. You know, it's the, <laughs> the good news with my name inserted mm-hmm. face to face in the letters. He would send people after me. And then lo and behold, he invited me, you know, to this uh, festival in Jamaica at the age of 27. And I think they would have thought, oh, boy. The Lord has prompted us to do it. We'd better be obedient, but we're kind of tired of this. You know, this mm. kid is breaking yeah, our right. yeah. And uh, it'll be so awkward. And lo and behold, uh, you know, they couldn't have foreseen it really only by faith, but it was just the Spirit of God orchestrating my life and circumstances for that very moment where I ended up being one of the thousands in the, in the crowd. It's very personal, but, it, it, you know, you, you think, how can people all come to the Lord in a crowd like this? But that's how he does it. Just it's like this extra miracle, I guess you might mm. think of it. Like he is, he is going before us, God's people, faithfully believing, and that expression of unity. I think has something powerful. Yes, yeah, I agree. In, with in that. relation to it, and then the Lord does His work, and it, it's just marvelous. Mm. That's wonderful, miraculous. You, yeah. I know that your ministry and Louis particularly. I know even in the movie, it, it portrays him uh, speaking on radio. He just goes in there and reads. You know, like the Proverbs and was doing that yeah. as a daily thing on the radio. How have you found uh, yeah. that radio has uh, been, I, I guess, a part of your ministry and the impact that it can have into lives and hearts? Well, I think it really was Dad's first. I mean, he had this idea of cities. I mean, the Lord put this idea in his mind. You want to impact the cities of the world, big and small, the great cities of the world. Don't be intimidated. But in his mind, he wanted to reach people more than anything, really. So the masses through radio was number one. It was the first thing he did. And I think the movie shows how him and his friend just had this idea. They would grab the local newspaper, read an article off the top, apply a biblical passage to it, share a testimony and and share the gospel and then run back to work. (laughs) Uh, But it really was our beginnings and, and we believe in it so much. Radio is such a unifying reality for the body of Christ informing, bringing teaching, uh, sharing about what's happening around the world and, and getting people together, crossing all the different lines. We, we really have loved radio so much over the years. It, it, it will always have impact. Digital, the digital world is, is a sort of a new, I think radio was kind of what digital is today too bad. It was new when they had, mm. you know, the, uh, the, what, what kind of radio is that? I can't even remember now. We, we don't even know. Not <laughs> trans world radio was a radio. Yeah. What are yeah. Those kind of shortwave. Shortwave. Short yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And it would reach across, reaching into places that no one could go. And it, it really was a great vision and continuing. We, we love radio. You know, people can sit in their cars and the spirit can draw them and friends can bring friends to radio and mm. turn it on. And, and, and it has such a massive impact. We love it. Well, this movie is out now, and it's uh, really Very worth uh, getting out to see. Well, not getting out to see, because you can see it in your own home. It's on digital um, at the moment. It's streaming on a brand new platform called Wonder, which is uh, just literally uh, brand new. But uh, Palau, the movie is available on there now, and it will be on all the major digital platforms from November 10. So not too yeah. long to wait to uh, see it on Google or uh, any of the other uh, streaming platforms. But Really encourage you to watch it when you can because it is an excellent movie, a really well-produced uh, film, but just inspiring. I, I came away from it feeling personally really challenged in my own faith and thinking, wow, you know, God, what, you know, can, what should I be doing? What sort of steps of faith should I be taking um, that uh, I've 
scene in this film. So I uh, really appreciate your time, Andrew, to, to share a bit of your own story and uh, your connection uh, with this uh, amazing movie. And, of course, your dad, who is uh, mm. the, uh, the focus of the film. But uh, appreciate your time and I uh, wish you all the very best for uh, now what God has ahead for you, for your ministry as well. Amen. It's great to serve together, Vicky and Robbo. We appreciate you and we'll stay in touch. Amen. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.